Glory to God. Good morning. Welcome to Shure Foundation Church. So glad that you are with us. Wow, what a wonderful time to be alive and to be in a position to be able to glorify God. I don't know about you, but I'm just glad that I'm breathing and I'm upright and God is good. And no matter what's going on, I know he's faithful. Hallelujah. We're going to open up with the word of God. I'm going to go over here to Psalm chapter 29. Psalm chapter 29. And it says, give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The glory of God thunders. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the hinds to calf. Hallelujah. If the voice of the Lord can make a hind calf, the voice of the Lord can make a woman pregnant. Glory to God. The voice of the Lord discovers the forests. In his temple does everyone speak of his glory. The Lord sits upon the flood. Yes, the Lord sits king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Amen. That's Psalm chapter 29. Let's open up with the word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your presence right now. We thank you, Lord, that you are in the midst of us whenever we are, wherever we are at this very moment, Lord. We acknowledge you and we thank you for your presence. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to settle on your people right now, whenever they're listening, wherever they're listening, however they're listening. We thank you for your presence right now to rest upon them. We thank you, Lord God, that not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, that you would cause them to be arrested so that they can hear your voice. Lord, we thank you for your peace surrounding them and covering them. We thank you, Lord, for your favor that is surrounding them like a shield, but that your peace would rest upon your people so that we can hear your voice. We thank you, Lord God, that in quietness and confidence, there is strength and that we thank you, Lord God, that your voice will be clear unto us saying, this is the way, walk in this way. We thank you, Lord God, for the blessing and the honor and the privilege to be part of the ministry, Lord, to be in the position to hear the word of the Lord that's about to come forth. And we thank you, Lord God, that because we are under the right anointing, Lord, under the right leadership, under the right ministry, we thank you, Lord God, that we will receive with meekness the engrafted word, the implanted word, the inborn word that is able to save our souls. We are about to receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save our mind, our will, our emotions, our imagination, and our intellect. We are about to receive the engrafted word that's able to save our psyche. And God, we thank you for it. And now, Lord, behold the threatenings of the enemy and grant unto your servant that with all boldness I might stretch forth your hand to heal and lift up my voice as you speak through me, making known the mystery of the gospel that signs and wonders might be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. And if you're in agreement with that prayer, say amen. And I'll say amen. Welcome to Sure Foundation Church. I'm Pastor John. So glad that you're with us. We're going to continue with last week's message. Last week's message was 
about the speaking of faith. And we talked about last week about speaking faith words and the importance of our words and how our words have power. And so we're going to continue with that. And I'm going to um, start out with a, another verse of scripture I want to read that we're going to come back to later, but I just want to get it out there. This is in the book of James, James chapter three and verse one. And we're going to go down to verse 13. I'm going to read really quickly, though. It says, my brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole or the brittle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it can defile the whole body and set on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of bird, serpent and of things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father. Therewith curse we men. Where, uh, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Does a, a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. And verse 13 says, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. We're talking this morning about speaking faith words and the importance of the words that we speak and the power that those words have. And last week, just a quick review, we said that words have power and we said that power has words. And we went to Genesis chapter one and we saw how almighty God, the creator of everything that we know and don't know, the, the, the person that the beginning and the ending came out of, because he's God, it's almost too much for our minds to comprehend. But we saw in Genesis chapter one that God who was all powerful, he spoke, he used words in order to create the things that we can see. He said, let there be light and there was light. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible talks about how um, um, the words that we speak out of our mouths, how we can, we can call those things which be not as though they were, you know, at the time that the Lord said, let there be light, light had not manifested yet. It wasn't until God spoke. So we said last week that words have power when we speak them, but that when you are a person, in God's case, when you are all powerful, God used words to create. And he said, let there be light and there was light. And we saw how in Genesis chapter one, God said things over and over and over again. And every time he said something, he saw it. And I, we said last week that that's how words work that whatever we say is what we're going to see. God made us just like him. We have been created in God's image. We are the apple of God's eye. We are, we are, we are, we are actually, don't, don't, don't get, don't fall off your chair about what I'm about to say. We are actually God's little G. That's the way God made us. We are just like him. You know, we are, a, 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 we have the ability, we have creative ability, just like almighty God who created us, but he's all powerful. 
he made everything. And, and, and what God did in the beginning was he spoke. And when he spoke, he saw what he said out of his mouth. He saw it. And we said that that word uh, said in Genesis chapter one, is it, uh, where it says that, that word said, where God says God said, and then he saw that word said is the Greek word amar. And we said that that word means to say, it means to speak, it means to utter. It basically means to take a word and when that word comes out of your mouth, that word becomes an utterance. And when that utterance becomes an utterance, that utterance at some point is gonna become something that we can see. There's gonna be a manifestation. We said that word amar, it means to think in one's heart and to say in accordance with what's in that person's heart. It, it, that word amar means to command, to declare. It means to tell the way it is right now. Even if it doesn't look like it's that way, it means to say, this is what it is. Wow, it means to avow, it means to avouch. We said last week that the words of our mouths give expression to what is on the inside of us. Even if nobody else can understand it, the words of our mouths give expression to what's on the inside of us. And once we give expression, now it can be understood by other people. Our words are aligning us on the path toward whatever we have been saying. We are just like God. Our, our words have creative power. We said all of that last week. We said that in the beginning, of our relationship with the Lord. It's like a marriage, according to Romans chapter 10, verses nine and 10. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus shall believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. That's how we get saved. For with the heart, man believes into righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. We said that, that you're even saying yes to Christ to become a Christian, to become a part of God's family, to become God's son or God's daughter. Even that took place by you saying something out of your mouth. And if you didn't say something out of your mouth, it couldn't take place. We see it right here in the word, Romans chapter 10 and verse nine and, uh, and 10. We had to confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. We had to say out of our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh, we said that, you know, the word of God talks about how because of God's goodness and his majesty and because Jesus really is Lord, the Bible said, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you want to or not, the Bible says at some point, Every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to swear out of their mouth. Yes, Jesus Christ is Lord because he's Lord. So, but the point is the, the power of our words. And when you got saved, when you gave your life to the Lord to become a Christian, you basically marry God, but you couldn't marry God without saying something out of your mouth. And it's the same thing as when a, a, a husband and a wife come together in marriage, in the beginning of marriage. There are words that at that ceremony, there are words that must be spoken. And if those words are not said, then that marriage cannot take place. Those words that are spoken, in those words, there are vows that are exchanged. And at the height of the ceremony, both parties have to say, yes, I do, to the other party. Amen. We're talking about the power of words. You know, in the marriage ceremony, with all sobriety and in front of a whole bunch of witnesses, those two parties have to come together and they have to say things like, yes, I do to have and to hold from this day forth in sickness and health till death do us part. Those are heavy, heavy words. And those words are necessary because those words have power and those words are how that marriage, how that marriage can be, it can be consummated. Glory to God. We said that our words that we are speaking have an effect as constantly as we are speaking. And we said last week that our words have the power of death and life or light and darkness, and that our words are giving way to faith or fear. And we saw last week in Matthew chapter 12, 
verses 34 through 37, we can see Jesus is talking in verse 35. It says, a good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things. We're talking about the power of our words. But all in the same way, an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. How does a good man bring forth anything? How does an evil man bring forth anything? It's by what they say. Verse 36 says, but I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Verse 37 says, why? Because by thy words, thou shalt be justified. And by thy words, thou shalt be condemned. Meaning in life and even after the life that we now live, we have to give an account for our words. And our words are making an impact in the life that we don't know yet, which is the afterlife. They're making an impact there but they're making an impact right now in the life that we live right now. Because the Bible says right here in verse 37, Matthew chapter 12, by our words, we are justified and by our words, we are condemned. Meaning your words that you speak, your words are taking you over in life or they're putting you under in life. Your words are helping you to overcome depression and repression and oppression, or your words are allowing you to be subject and be put under by the pressure of life. So our words are extremely important. And now, if, if words are that powerful, how powerful is it when we go and we speak out of our mouths the same words that God speaks? Oh my God, that's a whole other level of power in our words. One of the things that makes a decent person a decent person is they're a person of their word. They're a person that when they say they're going to do something, they do it. You know, they, they whatever. Now, now, when somebody says they're going to do something, Okay, the person that is listening and receiving that word and trusting that they're going to do it, the person that's trusting that they're going to do it, they don't care what that person has to do to do it. They only care that the person did it. So if I promise somebody that I'm going to pick them up at a certain time, that person is trusting me. That person doesn't care that I had to get up three hours earlier than I expected and that I had to that I had to change a flat tire first because I had a flat tire on the way. And then I had to stop and get gas on the way. And then I didn't, eat, I skipped breakfast. So I didn't even have a chance to eat anything. That person doesn't care about any of that. That person only cares that I was there when I said I was going to be there. And what makes us a, a, a person of integrity is a person that is a, is a person of their word. And when you say you're going to do something, you do it. That means you might have to seemingly move heaven and earth to make something happen. But because you're a person of your word and your word means something you're going to do it. We're talking about the power our words have. And we said last week that words have power and people in power, they have words that they're going to speak. And, and, and as a result, those words are powerful. We saw that our words can justify us. Our words can condemn us. Our words have death and life, power of death and life. When we speak, according to Proverbs chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, um, the wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips but the just man shall come out of trouble. Verse 14 says, a man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth and the recompense of a man's hands shall be rendered, shall be rendered unto him. Proverbs chapter 18 talks about how, in verse six, talks about how our words can be wounds, but Psalm chapter 107 verse 20 says our words can heal. So don't you let anybody tell you that words don't have power and that words can't affect you because yes, they can. If I walk into a room right now where you are, and I start cursing you, even if I'm not using curse words, if I just start cursing you by telling you how inept you are, by how awful you are, by how, how terrible you are, by how terrible you look, those words are having an impact. Even if you're a strong person, 
those words, they, you can feel the force of that. Like everything is great. You come in, you're feeling great. And all of a sudden somebody starts throwing insults. Even if you don't let it internalize, internalize you, you still can feel the force of that word. It takes you back. It startles you. It's like, oh, where did all of this come from? I'm having a great day. Why is this person insulting me? Because our words have power. Our words can wound according to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 6. But then Psalm 107 and verse 20 says, our words have the power to heal. We see in verse 20, it says that God sent his word and his word healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So our words have power. We're just reviewing last week. We said last week that the words that you are speaking right now, they're having an effect in your life. And as constantly as you speak them, and that effect is either life or death, that, that effect can be light or darkness. It can be giving way to faith in your life or giving way to fear. Then we saw in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 20, I'm just reviewing real fast. Verse 20 of Proverbs 18 says, a man's belly, that's the place of desire. That's the, that's the place of deep desire, things that you really, really desire in life, that you really, really desire right now those things, that's, the, that's your belly. And it says a man or woman's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his or her mouth. And with the increase of his or her lips shall she be filled. Why? Because of verse 21, it says, because death and life are in the power of the tongue. We already read in James chapter three, we're going to come back to it, that how powerful the tongue is, how powerful our words are. So we're talking about when you see the power of the tongue, talking about your words. Your words have power. They have life or death power. And if your words have life or death power, that means your words have creative ability or they have destructive ability. My Lord. Verse, uh, in the part B of verse 21 says, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Hallelujah. Then we told you last week that saying what God says and reiterating and regurgitating God's promises, now that's another level. It's one thing to say words that are positive, words that are, are kind, but it's another thing to say the same thing that God is saying. And when you do that, that's a whole, that's a whole other level of power that you, are, that you are pushing, that you are displaying, that you are, that you are allowing in your life when you speak God's word aloud. And we took you to Luke chapter one, and we looked at how Elizabeth and Mary both got pregnant within six months of each other. And, it both, and in both circumstances, it was supernatural. It was supernatural for Elizabeth and Zechariah because they were both old and, and barren, the word God said. It was supernatural for Mary she, because she was young, but she hadn't been with a man. So they both get pregnant around the same time. But so there were two miracles and two bellies that both miracles were spoken by a word. And here's the powerful thing is that the first miracle between Elizabeth and Zechariah was so precious that when the angel came to tell Zechariah what God was gonna do and Zechariah couldn't receive it, he was talking curse talk, he was talking darkness talk, he almost aborted God's blessing. So you know what God did? God shut his mouth. The angel came to shut Zechariah's mouth. That tells you and I that our words have power, that our words have the ability to undo something good that God is trying to do in our life. I'm preaching right now. I'm getting excited about this because God is so good. His desire for you is always good and only good, but it's possible for us to allow our own negative words to abort what God is trying to do. And we know God doesn't want abortion. We know God doesn't want 
to, to, have, to give you a blessing in your belly and we abort it. God doesn't want that. God doesn't want us to abort his blessing with our negative words. We gotta, God wants us to say what he's saying. And the difference between Zechariah and Mary was Mary said, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. In Luke chapter uh, one and right around verse 38, she, she wasn't touched by a man, but she said, Lord, if this is what you're saying, if this is the blessing you're giving me, then I'm in agreement, be it unto me according to your word. Zechariah, his response was different. In, in Luke chapter one, verses three through 25, we can see Zechariah, his response was different. He had a hard time believing it and the angel shut his mouth until that baby was born and he couldn't mess it up. Hallelujah. So we know our words have power. Now, we mentioned this last week really quickly, Psalm chapter 107 and verse two. And this is so powerful. Hallelujah. I'm gonna go back to verse one because it's just good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. We need to pause right there. Somebody right now, under the sound of my voice, you have forgotten that God is good. Hallelujah. He is good. And, and you know, sometimes if you have enough bad things happen to you in a short period of time at the hand of other people or at the hand of circumstances or some combination of the two, you might have forgotten that the Lord is good. I, I'm here to tell you the spirit of God is good. Now, I have this, the Spirit of God just told me to stop what I'm doing right now and say that. Somebody forgot that the Lord is good. The Lord is good. And you need to remember that God is good and God's goodness will outweigh every bad thing that's happened to you in a short period of time. You need to make sure that you give him thanks regardless of what's going on. Keep giving God thanks. Verse one says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord because he is good. He is gooder. I know that's not a word. I know. We can't really use that as a word, but God is more good than whatever bad is happening in your life. And it's not even close. It's because his mercy endures forever. God's going to turn it around. Whoever that is, you be encouraged. Verse two says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, who he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gather them out of the lands from the east, from the west, from the north, the south. This is so powerful. Verse four says, they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul was fainting. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. We're talking that that's 107, Psalm 107, verses one through six. We're talking about the power of speaking words of life, of speaking faith words, of speaking God's words. And we see here in verse two of Psalm 107, it says, those that are redeemed of the Lord, they need to say so. Now, this is so powerful. It, that means it's not enough that God has already redeemed you by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that Jesus did for us, everything, the fact that he put on flesh and dwelt among us, the fact that he, that he lived among us and did miracles and, and signs and wonders and he cast out devils and he walked on water and he fed 5,000 with one, one loaf and, and two fishes. Everything that the Lord did you know, and then the death that he suffered and then the fact that he went to hell, all of that, all that redemption the Bible says, even with all that redemption that the Lord did, the fact that he bought us back and it cost him, God in the beginning created us and we gave up our sonship through Adam and Eve, their sin. We gave it up. Jesus had to come back and buy it back and it was expensive. It cost his own blood. And with all that redemption, the word of God says, if you are redeemed, whether you feel like it or not, whether it looks like it or not at this very moment, the word of God says, you need to say so 
That's how powerful our words are. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. That means whether you, whether it looks like it or not, whether it feels like it or not, you need to say, I'm redeemed of the Lord. So right now, Pastor John, I got this addiction that I'm struggling with. The word of God says, say you're redeemed. I'm the redeemed of the Lord and I say so. I've been redeemed from this curse. That means if you are struggling with whatever it is, you know, you don't have enough money, you don't have enough healing, enough health in your body, you don't, you don't have enough love in your life, you don't have enough friends. The word of God says, say so. Let the Lord, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, who he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So whatever you are not seeing in your life that you should see, you should say, I'm seeing what I'm supposed to see. And if there's something in your life that you shouldn't see, you shouldn't see in your life, you should say the opposite of that. You, can, you should say, I'm redeemed from this thing, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus. Let the redeemed the Lord say so when we have redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Then it goes on down and verse six says, then they cried unto the Lord. That, that, you know, that cried, it's the, really, it's the same thing. It's us saying something out of our mouths and when we say it, there's power in us speaking those words. We cry unto the Lord in our trouble, and look what happens. God responds in part B of verse 6, and he delivers them out of their distresses. That sounds just like Psalm 107.20, where it says he sent his word, and his word delivered us. Don't you ever think that your words don't have power. Your words right now, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but your words right now are carrying something. Your words are carrying your blessing. Your words are carrying your future. Your words might actually be carrying you to your destiny right now, to your purpose in God. Your words are actually driving you to the thing that God has ordained you to have. But your words can't drive you. Your words can't carry you if, they don't, if you don't speak them. We got to speak God's word. Amen. Now we can go. That's a quick review of last week. Now we can kind of move forward. So this is what it says. I want to take you to Psalm chapter 91 and verse 2. This is a very familiar chapter of scripture, I hope. For you if not it's a really great place to meditate every single day because psalm 91 a lot of times we ascribe as the word that god speaks concerning our protection and we have we have uh people right now in the ukraine that are struggling right now in that area of protection there is they are literally in the midst of warfare so many of them have fled and now are refugees from their place from their homelands because of warfare and any Ukrainians that are Christ-like, that have received the Lord Jesus Christ as their savior, that they have, there's a promise from God's word for them that the Lord will protect them according to Psalm chapter 91. Now, some of you, you, don't, you, might not live, you might not live in the war zone right now, but there is a warfare in your mind. And you know it's a warfare in your mind because last night things got dark in your mind and they got so dark and you felt so down and so low and so depressed that you got in the bed and couldn't get out or that you, you, you cried last night and couldn't stop. You thought about some of the things that are going on in your life and some of the hurts, some of the pains and some of the things in your past or, or some of the things that are going on right now, but some of the cruelty from other people or, or some of the cruelty in life to where it, you're now so down that you feel like you can't get up. And this psalm is for you. This, this is what it says in verse one. It says, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. But now we're talking about the power of our words, right? And see what the enemy will do is the, the devil wants to silence you. When you're down and when you're struggling, 
The devil wants you to stay in that place of struggle because he knows that your words have power. He knows that if you are sitting in darkness right now and you fail to say, let there be light, he has, a, he has an edge to be able to hold you down in that darkness because you won't counter and you won't fight back by speaking out of your mouth. Let there be light in my circumstance. Let there be light in my heart. Let there be light upon my countenance. I command this depression to lift in Jesus' name. We have to go, we have to get up and we have to speak God's word. And even if we can't say it boldly, at least say it. Even if you got to say it out of your, even if you got to say it and you sound like you're whispering, you're still releasing God's word and there's power in that. Verse two of Psalm 91 says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. You see how powerful our words are? Not only are our words carrying us to what God has called us to, not only are our words driving us, not only are our words forging a path to what God has for us, our words can even encourage us on the inside when we forget. Sometimes we forget that the Lord is good, that his mercy endures forever because a whole bunch of negative things have happened. We forget, wait a minute, God didn't bring this negativity. It came from the devil or I messed up, but it didn't come from God. But I know God is the answer because he's good. And then this is why I'm going to say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God and him will I trust. You see how that changes the environment right now? For somebody that is under the sound of my voice, it's been dark for you. Even when you hear somebody else declare God's word, it does something to you. It shakes you. It's like if, if I am feeling great about myself and I walk into a room, gave you this example earlier, and somebody starts hurling insults to me, it may not get in me because I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might and I know who I am and God and all that stuff. It may not get in me, but it's enough to come against me. It's enough to hit me. I can feel the impact of it. In the same way, if you are down right now and somebody starts speaking life and they start speaking God's word and they start telling you, it's going to be all right. That is having an impact. It may not have gotten all the way in yet where it can turn you so you can be in faith, so you can trust God, so, you can, so your countenance can be lifted up. It may not have gotten all the way in, but it's having an impact. And if it's having an impact, then we know what that means. We need to keep speaking because if we keep having that impact, at some point, those words are going to start penetrating. Verse two, verse two says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God and him will I trust. Glory to God. You know, somebody right now, if, if you are feeling like you, you know, somebody disappointed you, you know, somebody that you really trusted in and they messed up, they disappointed you, they hurt you. That's when you need to say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my, you know, refuge means hiding place. Refuge means there's warfare on the outside that's trying to penetrate and get on the inside. And when you say the Lord is my refuge, you're saying all that warfare, it might be out there, but it can't get in. Hallelujah. And not only is the Lord my refuge, he's so powerful. He's my fortress. He's my God. He's my, in him I will trust. He's my shield. That means that at some point, the word is so powerful on the inside, not only will, out, will negativity not penetrate me, but that which is on the inside of me will, will, it, it will bring down those things from the outside. It will diminish the warfare on the outside if I let the spirit of God rise in me like he wants to, if I keep saying of the Lord. 
And then it says in verse three, surely he shall deliver me from the snare, the fowl, from the noisome pestilence. Surely he's going to cover me with his feathers and under his wings, I can trust. His truth is my shield and buckler. I'm not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at my side. I might look to my right and my left and see 10,000 people dead, but it can't come near me. Don't you... Can't you feel a faith? You can actually feel faith when you declare those words. You can feel your faith. This is what we're talking about, the power of us speaking faith words. Sometimes we, we can't feel God, but after a while, we give voice to what God's word says. After a while, we can feel God. We can feel the influence of God on the inside of us after a while if we keep declaring God's word. You know what I was meditating on this week? I was meditating on the fact that most notable people, most of the people whose lives we glean out of the word of God and, we, and, we, and, and the spirit of God can speak to us through their experiences. Most people that we consider to be great people in the word of God, which, which means they are great people in, life, in this life, most people that we read about in the word, they haven't seen God. Just think about that for a second. Most people, the lion's share, of, of people in the word of God that we celebrate their lives, that we thank God for them. We consider them great people because they did something great. Most of them didn't see God with their eyes. Most of them did not. Daniel did not see God with his eyes. David did not see God with his eyes. You know, Noah did not see God with his eyes. Most people in the word that we consider are great people, they did not see God. And I only said this, say that to say this, is that you and I are the same way. We can't see God with our eyes, but we can see God in his, or through his word. We can see him through his word. We can see him through his promises. Daniel saw God through his promise. David saw God through his promises. Isaiah saw God through his promises. You know, there were a few that saw God another way. Moses, he saw a manifestation of God, but he didn't see God. He saw that that bush, that tree that was burning and couldn't be consumed. Abraham saw God pass through, but he saw the, the back of God. You know, he still didn't see God. He didn't see God's face. Even the disciples, they saw most of the disciples, the nine of, nine of the 12 did not see Jesus in the form that the three did when he was transfigured. And he took off his, divin he took off his flesh for a second and they saw his divinity real quick and it messed them up. Most people have not seen God, but we can all see God's word. And when we declare God's word out of our mouths, that's how we see God. And not only do we see God, we see the results of God's word. This is so powerful. Glory to God. So Psalm 91 and verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord. And it's that same Amar word. It's that same word that means I will, I will command. I will think in my heart and say in accordance. And with my heart, I will speak, I will utter, I will avow, I will avouch, I will declare, I will tell the way it is right now. The words of our mouths give expression to what is on the inside of us. When we say of the Lord, we're saying that the Lord is on the inside. I'm going to say what I'm seeing on the inside based on, what I, based on what's on the inside of my heart because I've been reading and meditating God's word. The words that we speak are so powerful because they are God's words, but they're powerful in and of themselves because that's the way God made words. Words are carriers. Words are building blocks. 
Words right now are either instructing or destructing. Right now, words are either, or I'll say it this way, words right now that we speak are either instruction, they're building us up on the inside, or they're construction, they're building something from the outside, or they're destruction, they're destroying something on the outside or on the inside. Our words have power though, that's the point. Speaking faith words is what we should do because we know that our words have power. There's either life power or death power. There's either light power or darkness power, or there's, there's either blessing power or cursing power, or our words have faith power or they have fear power. We're talking about the power of words this morning. Glory to God. Now let's go over here to Psalm chapter 107. And we have already seen this. 107 verse 20, it says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions, right? And we already said in past messages where it says he sent his word, it is that same word, Amar, but the spirit of God is telling us through revelation knowledge that this is the father saying he sent the son because we know that one of the names for the son is the word. The Bible says in John chapter one, in the beginning was the word, where it was with God, where it was God. The word of God says that, that nothing was made without the word, that, with all, with, that all things were made and created by the word. So we know in Genesis one and in John chapter one, that God used words and the word is a person, his name is Jesus, to create everything, right? Well, I want you to know it's the same thing in your life. God wants you to be like him and use words, use your own words to create in your life. But your words must line up with God's words. Hallelujah. Now watch this. This is powerful. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 55. We're talking about speaking faith words and the power of our words. How much power they have, good or bad. They have power. Whether you like it or not, you are building something right now with your words. Whether you like it or not, you are driving yourself someplace with your words. Whether you, whether you like that end destination or not, you're going somewhere. Your words are taking you there because you've been saying them. This is what it says in verse 9 of Isaiah 55. As the heavens are high than the earth, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways, God talking, higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts, meaning we can't even compare the two. If you were to try to measure the lowest place on earth to the highest place that we can record, that's how far God's ways are in our ways and how, high, and, how, and how high his thoughts are than our thoughts. Verse 10 says, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and doesn't return, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud, so it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Watch this. This is so powerful. Verse 11 says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. Now I'm going to stop right there for a second because the previous verse said that that rain comes down from heaven and snow comes down from heaven, that, that that rain doesn't go in the reverse. Rain doesn't shoot from, from, from earth to heaven. Snow doesn't shoot from the ground back up into the sky. But the rain and the snow come down, and it waters the earth. And watch this in verse 10. It says, it makes it bring forth in bud, whether it wants to or not. Watch this. The earth doesn't have a decision in the matter. The word that's coming down from heaven, the snow, the rain, is making that earth bring forth in bud, whether the earth likes it or not. It doesn't have a decision. The power is coming from the rain and the snow. And it's going to make that earth bring forth in bud. And then verse 11 says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. God's word is so powerful. God's word has so much creative ability. God's word will make it so, just like it did in the beginning when, when God said, let there be light. I mean, God's word is so powerful. What is light? 
what what is light and the word of god says that god was in darkness i mean that is to say that light wasn't until god said it you know you know i heard a, a one man of god said and then another interpretation of that verse is that god said light in me be so but god is so my point is that god is so powerful that he called something which didn't exist that we could not see he called that thing as though it was and it happened and you almost can't even really quantify or define what is light if we can't see it but god's word is so powerful it made it bring forth light and light had to manifest verse 11 says so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void that snow and that rain is not going back into the sky you can't put that toothpaste back into the toothpaste thing can't do it because once god's word goes out it shall accomplish that which he pleases and it shall prosper in the thing whereto god sent it and and we're the same way god wants us to declare his word because when, once we declare god's word out of our mouths it has power it's going to go forth it's going to do something god's word our words are so powerful that our words can be sent think about that for a second our words can be sent just like it says right here in isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth it shall not return to me out of my boy it shall accomplish that which i please you did you know you can send a word i can send a word right now to my mother-in-law in tampa i can send a word of healing or a word of blessing and it's coming to her and especially if she can hear me say it if she can hear me say it i mean it's coming regardless but if she can hear me say it and she's in agreement with it oh my god that word is coming because our words have power our words can be sent just like we would send a servant our words can be sent and just like god's word when it goes out of our mouths as long as we're saying god's word it won't return void it's going to accomplish that which we please and watch this this word accomplish is powerful hallelujah glory to god this word accomplish it means that god's word acquire that god's when he speaks his word and it accomplishes it means that god's word is acquiring something god's word is appointing something god's word is ordaining something god's word is instituting something god's word is designating something god's word is bringing something about it's bringing something into manifestation this is how powerful words are faith words are god's words are when we declare them out of our mouths god's word will let you acquire so you can say well well pastor john where do you live right now and i can give you my address and we can we can think about that for a second well maybe that's the result of hard work is that the result of hard work is that the result of income no that's the result of words glory to god that's the result of god's words that's the result of god's words that i remember declaring out of my mouth when darkness was trying to hold me down and tell me i wasn't going to make any more than 13 dollars an hour or when those words when the negative circumstances were were trying to tell me i was i did i don't have enough i remember when i didn't have enough and i had to declare god's words that no i am the redeemed of the lord and i say so i have more than enough god is good the lord is my light and my salvation the lord is increasing me more and more me and my children those words were the building blocks to where i am right now but if i never spoke those words i would have been never set on course 
for this current address that I have right now. Hallelujah. Your words have power. Your words are carrying you to God's destiny, to God's purpose, to something good in your life. Your words are the vehicle that are that's driving you. But you have to make sure that you say God's words and not words of negativity. I'm going to close with this. James chapter 3. We read this in the beginning. I'm going to read this. I read it in the uh, I read it in the King James Version. I'm going to read it in the message version. We're going to just read this a little bit differently. Um, and we're talking about the power of our words, right? This is what it says, the message version of uh, James chapter three. It says when you, uh, and this is entitled, when you open your mouth. Wow. Verse one says, don't be in any rush to become a teacher, my friends. Teaching is highly responsible work. Teachers are held to the strictest standards and none of us is perfectly qualified. We get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. If you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you'd have a perfect person and perfect control of life. A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth, it can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world or we can turn harmony to chaos. We can throw mud on a reputation. We can send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. Verse seven says, this is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild. It's a wanton killer. With our tongues, we can bless God our father. With the same tongues, we can curse the very men and women he's made in his image. Wow. Verse 10 says, curses and blessings out of the same mouth. And then it says, my friends, this can't go on. A spring doesn't gush fresh water one day and black and brackish the next, does it? Apple trees don't bear strawberries, do they? Raspberry bushes don't bear apples, do they? You're not going to dip into a polluted mud hole and get a cup of clear, cool water, are you? Do you want to be counted wise to build a reputation for wisdom? Here's what you do. Live well, live wisely, live humbly. It's the way you live, not the way you talk that counts. Glory to God. Wow, that's powerful. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to tell you this as I close. I'm not going to turn there. I don't have time. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, meaning your words have an effect on other people too. Your words can build them up. Your words can minister grace. You keep on reading, the word of God says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit, meaning your words also have an effect and will cause a certain response from God or not. Our words have the power to grieve the Holy Spirit too. So let's make sure we choose to declare God's word only. You know, take time to meditate God's word until you can say God's word out of your mouth. And when you say God's word aloud, you are, you are releasing power out of your mouth. You are changing the atmosphere. You are affecting the environment. You are affecting other people around you. You are even generating a response from Almighty God as a result of the words that you declare out of your mouth. So that's why we like to say the Lord is our light and our salvation. Lift your hands right now as we close. The Lord is our light 
and our salvation? What shall we fear? Of what shall we be afraid? When the wicked, even our enemies and our foes, come upon us to eat our flesh, they will stumble and they will fall. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for the word that has gone forth today. We thank you, Lord God, that your word would take root in our hearts and our minds. We thank you, Lord God, that we would exercise your word as the redeemed of the Lord, that we would say so, who he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, he is my fortress, he is my God, he is my strength, and him I trust. We thank you, Lord God, that only with our eyes will we behold, will we, will we behold the reward of the wicked. And we thank you, Lord God, that as we declare your word out of our mouths, we are seeing what we say. So we're going to say what God says. Hallelujah. We're going to say what God says so that we can see what God sees in our lives. We're going to say what God says so we can see ourselves the way God sees us. And we just praise you and we thank you, Lord, right now. So glad that you joined us. We hope to see you next week. Lord bless you. And we'll see you next time.